0: Good morning and welcome to Overeater Synonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Du L and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Today is July 8, 2016. Today we're reading from the uh, AA Big Book and we are on page 80, the last paragraph. The chances are we have domestic troubles through two paragraphs ending with we, we Have This to Be the Best Course to Take. Um, we're going to read the first paragraph for context, and we'll focus our re- our comments on the second paragraph. Uh, today's readers are uh, Esther F. for the 12 Steps, Iris G. for the 12 Traditions, and our main readers for the text are Katie G., Nancy H., and Sarah W. The reference number for Thursday, July 7th, is 8 to carry message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered uh, overeater from Cleveland, Ohio sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do do service and I pass. Okay, thank you
0: so much. I will now ask Um, Iris G. to read the Twelve Traditions.
2: Hi, this is Iris G., a recovering compulsive over reader from New York. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise plus problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you. How our
0: meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive years only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you have done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted today we resume our study of the aa big book on page 80 the last paragraph the chances are we have domestic troubles through we're going to read through two paragraphs ending with we have this to be the best course to take we're going to read the first paragraph for context only and focus our comments on the second paragraph. And we will now ask Katie G to start beginning our reading.
3: Good morning, do it's Katie G. May I be heard? Yes. Awesome. Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic from Boston. The chances are that we have domestic troubles. <clears throat> Perhaps we are mixed up with women in a fashion we wouldn't care to have advertised. We doubt if, in this respect, alcoholics are fundamentally much worse than other people. But drinking does complicate sex relations in the home. After a few years with an alcoholic, a wife gets worn out, resentful, and uncommunicative. How could she be anything else? The husband begins to feel lonely, sorry for himself. He commences to look around in the nightclubs or their equivalent for something besides liquor perhaps he is having a secret and exciting affair with a girl who understands in fairness we must say that she may understand but what are we going to do about a thing like that a man so involved often feels very remorseful at times especially if he is married to a loyal and courageous girl who has literally gone through hell for him Whatever the situation, we usually have to do something about it. Um, If we are sure our wife does not know, should we tell her? Not always, we think. If she knows in a general way that we have been wild, should we tell her in detail? Undoubtedly, we should admit our fault. She may insist on knowing all the particulars. She will want to know who the woman is and where she is. We feel we ought to say to her that we have no right to involve another person. We are sorry for what we have done and God willing, it shall not be repeated. More than that, we cannot do. We have no right to go further. Though, we, though there may be justifiable exceptions and that we wish to lay down no rule of any sort, we have often found this the best course to take. Um, let me just get my timer guys. Um, KDG, Recovered compulsive Reader, Anorexic and Bulimic. And um, I think that line that we wish to lay down no rule of any sort, we have often found this is the best course to take. I just want to preface anything I say that this is just my experience, and I've had a lot of experience in this area with inappropriate behaviors. <clears throat> um, for me, when I was first learning to make amends, I had to learn the difference between amending my behavior and rubbing someone's face in it. um, I was inappropriate um, in a sexual manner in my father's house. And I needed to let him know that. And I didn't know if he knew, um, but it would do more harm to sit down with my elderly father and say to him gee dad I did this and this in your bed with so-and-so and no, 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 na like that would be shoving his face and it would be completely inappropriate furthermore to tell him those names would not be re- accepting my responsibility we are here to admit our fault our responsibility right? And so the wording that I chose with my father was, I was inappropriate in your house. I was disrespectful of your home. um, And I wasn't the daughter that I wanted to be. And that was enough. That was enough. Um, I think that sex relations are um, very tricky. And I think, again, this is where it's imperative that I I make sure that I sit with a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I run things by my um, recovered community all the time and my relationship now. And I make very sure that I never shove, you know, the details of my behavior into someone else's face. Why? Because it is me assuaging my guilt to say to someone, yeah, I did this and "Nah, no, nah, nah. what? So I can get 30 seconds and feel better and destroy somebody else. That's not what this is about. This is about accepting responsibility And i think it's very important for me to remember that there are a few places that this book promises that we're going to eat and sex relations is one of them and um, god willing behaviors like this should not be repeated um thank you god i've been completely appropriate in my behavior um in with my um relationship with my fiance and there was um an instance that happened that i was um just didn't feel comfortable with in my interactions with one of his friends and thank God I said something immediately um, because I have done so much work in this area. Um, and I've also made inappropriate amends, guys, because guess what? Recover KDG, uh, just for today, makes a lot of mistakes, and I do things imperfectly, and God loves me no matter what. So I'm going to do this with you one more day, and I'm going to continue to grow in understanding and effectiveness by shutting my mouth, listening to my teachers, not eating, and doing the steps and I'm doing it with you guys one more day. All the best.
0: Okay, thank you, Katie. Um, <clears throat> we will open it up for shares. Who else would like to share on this
4: paragraph? Era
0: w. Tina Tina S. S. Sarah W. Tina S. W. Tina S. Larry. Larry K. Anyone else? Okay, we'll start off with Sarah W., Tina S., and Lyra K. Sarah, you're up.
4: Uh, good morning, Drew. Thank you for your service. This is Sarah W., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, so, you know, we've done a lot of work. You know, I've done a lot of work by now, and I have a relationship with a higher power. Um, I'm starting to feel like, you know, I realize my own fault. And I have to be very cautious. You know, we're talking about the ninth step, which says, "Make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And um, the principle behind this step is justice. And so, you know, hopefully I have some sense of being a little bit more right-sized, knowing my fault and seeing them not in a remorseful way, Um, although I have felt that at times, but seeing them as a fact-finding and that I utilized my defects of character to survive. And in the 12 and 12, um, it reminds me that... um, While we did on page 84, it says, while we may be quite willing to reveal the very worst, we must be sure to remember that we cannot buy our own peace of mind at the expense of others. And, um, you know, I too, um, you know, I've been married more than once and uh, while I was in program, I was uh, unfaithful to my husband at the time. And, um, you know, really, for me, a lot of times, and as was stated before, um, we really need to do this with a with a sponsor and talk about it with other people before we do it because it really can be hurtful to other people and that's our aim is not to hurt other people uh, no matter who they are and the thought that comes into my mind is I have to be on the beam you know I have to be able to um, have the principles of the program in in my mind and go into it with with God's grace. And um, when I do that, um, then what I'm doing is I'm clearing away the wreckage. Uh, if I don't do it that way, I'm creating more and I'll have more work to do. Uh, but I think it's about motive. You know, am I doing it to just have my own peace or am I doing it because it's the right thing to do? And um, I need to do it very carefully and be thoughtful uh, and and try to do it in the spirit of... Uh, of love and compassion and and being considerate to others. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. We're going to move on to Tina S.
5: Thanks, dude. Tina S. Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Heard some really great stuff already. Uh, You know, I too uh, am real grateful to have some guidance and and, uh, a good sponsor to counsel with before the ninth step, because certainly, you know, uh, initially on my first mind step, there was a lot of harm that I could have caused. And I was able to speak with someone and not to cause that harm. And and over the years, you know, I have had an opportunity to go and remake some amends here and in a different fashion. And that too, you know, I think, you know, God presents the opportunity. That's what I was told and that's my experience. And, you know, I, I really relate to a lot of this. I caused a lot of harm and I did a lot of things that I'm not really proud of. But the good news is today, you know, I'm in a relationship that I've been in for 14 years and I don't exhibit this behavior. And that's a miracle because that was a fear of mine, that I would continue to be this person, that I would continue to look someplace else for love and uh, cause a lot of harm in the process. And, um, you know, that and I don't have to do that today. And, and what a miracle and what a relief. You know, uh, I, I am um, trusting and relying on the power greater than myself, so I don't have to have somebody save me. You know, that's always been... That was my idea, you know, and uh, and today that's just not the case, and, and you know, and and you know, I too have done some bad amends and had to go back and and take care of that. But you know, the good news is today that I am not that same person because of the process, because of the transformation, and and I'm
6: very very grateful, and I'm glad you're all here. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much, Tina. We'll move on
0: to Larry Kay. Larry Kay, you're up.
7: Thanks, Stu. Larry Kay, uh, Recovered compulsive Reader, thanks for your service. You know, I, uh, I didn't have any affairs during my marriages, but I certainly had a, a affairs with other, with other, you know, I, 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 there was dishonesty, okay, with food, <laughs> with lots of other. I, I led a pretty secretive life um you know it says after a few years with an, <clears throat> excuse me with an alcoholic a spouse gets worn out resentful and uncommunicative well there, there's certainly no doubt about that um you see you know since all action is born in thought my my thinking and my behaviors at that time would have worn out the most resilient uh, understanding saint of a human being um and let me tell you when when my wife finally had the courage to to, to extricate herself uh from that marriage years ago after you know nearly ten years of of being with me with that Jekyll and Hyde that was Larry Kay back then um that that was perhaps the best decision she could have made really and truly, and you know by the grace of a, a merciful god um I was to change I didn't know it then although that you know that was to come by the the gift of this program years later, but here's the thing you see i I eventually made proper amends to, to my ex-wife. And it wasn't simply about unburdening myself at her expense. You know, my, my primary objective in making a, a nine-step amends is to take responsibility, you know, sincerely cleaning up my side of the street. And so wh- wherever possible, I make restitution for harm's done.
6: And, and, and I'm
7: gonna zealously strive to repair the injuries that I've authored. You know, I, I was the author of those through my self-centered actions. And, and God has blessed me, you know, thousands of times over by facing my fear of rejection and proceeding with this step. It's powerful stuff. You know, we trust in the process, and then in hindsight we can see that, you know, how God was doing for us or has done for us, what we couldn't do for ourselves. So I, I, um, I made those amends. You know, I couldn't even remember a lot of the different things that I did. But I remembered the big things and but I was judicious in doing this, you know, it wasn't to recreate harms by going over. But it was to like Katie was sharing, you know, I, I could get the help of someone and, um, and and I could share this in a way that says, look, you know, I did a lot of things, you know, for example, you know, I can give some examples, but things that I knew would help her. Um, And it did, and you know, here's the thing. I'll wrap up by saying this. My ex-wife has been remarried for many years, and I'm invited over to their home for holidays and other things. You see, they know the person you know today. And my daughter has grown up never knowing a resentful, vindictive relationship between me and my ex-wife. With that, I'll pass, thanks. Thank
8: you, Larry.
0: We're going to open it up again for sharing. Uh, Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Kimberly L. Kimberly L. Anyone else?
6: Vasa O. Vasa O. Matt M.
0: Matt M. Okay. And I'm going to also chime in on this paragraph, so I'm due L. So let's go with Kimberly L., Vasa O., Matt M.,
8: and then I'll share due L. Okay? Kimberly, you're up. Great. My name is Kimberly L., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Georgia. Whatever the situation, we usually have to do something about it. So I just made this amend within the last week and a half, I made an amend to my husband with the guide of my sponsor, of whom I could not do this without, and we carefully reviewed what I was going to say to him, because you see, I was unfaithful in my marriage. <clears throat> he had a general idea, and it has been an unspoken tension between the two of us for years. And the wording that I used, again, um, reviewing it very carefully with my sponsor, praying um, for God to show me the right way to do this. What I said was that I failed to offer you the kind of loyalty you deserved. And he knew. He said, I know. He said, I know it's been about two and a half years since that's happened. And he's exactly right. And I have to say, I mean, we have a lot of healing to do around this. We have a lot of healing to do around my behavior in general, not just this. But this has opened the door. And and I had to do something about it. It is absolutely something that I needed to say, amongst other things that I included within my amendment wasn't the only thing. And, um, you know, I was, I had a lot of fear about doing it, but I have to say, the experience was beautiful. I prayed, I sat quietly, and guys, I felt the hand of God holding me as I went upstairs, to sit down on the bed to make this amend with him. We had an appointment at four that day, um, to talk about it. And I, I felt God's presence and it was truly amazing. You know, working these steps, um, from one up through nine gave me the courage to do this, working with my recovered community and my sponsor and, um, you know, and I and I pray for continued healing for the both of us. And with that, I pass. Hey,
0: thank you, Vaso. Um, We're going to move on to Matt M. I'm sorry. Did I give Vasa Oh, sorry. <laughs>
9: I'm, I'm next.
0: <laughs> Good morning, Vasa. Your turn.
9: <laughs> well, thank you for your service, and um. Grateful recovered compulsive over calling from Massachusetts. I did the steps the way they are laid out with the Big Book Step Study sponsor and and a counselor. Thank you God, I had both of them. I needed I needed them both. You know, you know, as growing up, looking back in my childhood and my uh, my teenage years, I did um, inappropriate behaviors and um i i i would have never told my parents because i would have been punished for it you know and uh i did i did a lot of flirting around you know with boys um you know like i was not supposed to wear makeup and you know and do certain wear certain clothes and i remember my parents would be mad at me for um wearing inappropriate things and sometimes I would just sneak out and do it anyways before I went to school. But anyways, I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to blend in. And uh, so I was. Uh, I did exhibit inappropriate behaviors while I was dating my husband in our marriage. Um, I have never made any amends to my husband because I didn't want. I don't know what he knew. What he did not know. I mean, sub nine says, we may direct the message to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So um, I don't know what he knows. I don't want to open the Pandora box because it could be very harmful for for him to know. I went, I was at a meeting one night, and this woman said her husband was in AA, And to make himself better, whatever, he went and told her everything. And she ended up divorcing him. So she, you know, again, so I'm very careful, you know, to say what I need to say, especially to my own husband. I don't want to hurt him. But that behavior has stopped, you know. I don't have to look for attention from men any longer. Thank God that's gone, you know, and the flirting is not there. And I make living amends to my husband every single day to be a loving, affectionate woman the way God has created me to be. And um, that's my goal, you know, to keep the focus in my marriage. Somehow I thought, you know, uh, other men could fix me or they they would be... do a better job than my husband. I was always looking for that love and the attention that I didn't get us growing up, and I turned to men, and I realized that today, you know, years ago. And thank God I don't have that that desire, and I love men, and I respect men for what they are, and I'm not looking for any love. That's provided from God, and my husband gives me that love. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa We'll move on to Matt M. Matt M, you're
10: up next. Thank you, dude, for your service. Hi, good morning, fellow visionaries. My name is Matt M. I'm a compulsive overeater for New Jersey. You know, I hear everybody talking about relationships, and, you know, I never really had a significant relationship um, because I was too insane to even be with anybody because I was so selfish. I would only think of myself, but I could talk about the relationships they ruined. You know, I had a lot of friendships that, you know, it only became one side. I always was getting asking stuff and getting stuff from them, but I wouldn't give anything back to the relationship, whether it was giving someone else a ride or you know paying someone's way, because people always paying my way, cause I always cried, always cried. Oh, poverty, I don't have the money. And of course, they would say, we'll treat you, man. We'll get, get us next time. Or, uh, you know, get us some other time. I never got, I never wanted to pay for anybody else, because I just wanted to take what I could take for people. I was very selfish, egotistical, and self-centered. And... Uh, um, it says I have to go to any lengths. But um, there was a time where uh, there was a couple of boy and a girl and I found his friends with them, and Paul and Kim. And uh, they, their relationship was a little rocky because she was a cutter and she had some mental health issues. And uh, he was asking me advice. So I, I gave him my advice because, again, I knew it all. And she asked me what she should do, and I gave her advice. And guess what? The both of them got together, and they both told each other what I, each other said about them or the other. And I lost them as friends because Matthew had to be a know-it-all, had to know everything he needed, uh, what to do. And uh yeah, that was me sticking my nose in where it didn't belong. It's their relationship, not mine. They have to work it out. And I have no reason I have no um ability to give advice because I don't take advice though. I I wasn't taking anybody else's advice. So I was still binging, binging and in, in college. So, you know, that you know, there's some other of criminal offences I've actually committed as well. I stole from uh, a convenience store, got caught and I was given community service. I'm very grateful to my higher proud that I never did Juvie. You know, but you know, it's it's all about, you know, what 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 am I willing to do today for my recovery and uh I'm willing to go to any lengths because picking up for me is deadly. I'm already uh, I'm still a heavyweight, um, but I'm grateful that I was able to lose some weight um due to this process and um i am only get take it taken one day at a time and uh with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Matt. Um uh this is I'm gonna chime in. This is due uh Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New York, and i um, grateful to be here doing service. So, you know, I'm looking at these paragraphs, and, you know, we got we to gotta look at, you know, when we took our step four, we were looking at three subjects. We were looking at our resentments, our fears, and our sex conduct. And now here on step nine, we're going to clean up that mess that we've made um, in the past. We're going to do an overhaul. Uh, inventory, we're going to now go out and repair the damage. And you don't have to have a marital affair uh, in order for you to um, look at the underlying principles that are here in Step 9, right, in making these amends. Because Step 9, the whole chapter on Step 9, um, hones in on uh, principles, underlining principles throughout the steps. and. You know, and one of the things when I went through this with my sponsors, she gave me five points or five principles that stand out in the whole chapter, and that was when I'm making a proper amends, I'm going to look at five things, the specific offending behavior, what I did to the person, acknowledgement of the hurt, you know, I have to acknowledge that I hurt the person um, and say sorry for that. Uh, three, the assumption of responsibility. We're more, what, what were my character defects that played into um, uh, doing the, the hurt? And then it's a, in, in, in point four is expressing a remorse, and that's what we see in the, these two paragraphs. The remorse, and it, that's that showing the feeling that we are we, we are sorry. we're sorry, we we regret the behavior. You know, I I have a remorseful way of showing this to the person. And then the, five, the fifth point is committing not to repeat the offending behavior. So where do I see that in this paragraph? It says that this man, after he did these things to his wife, you know, he was very remorseful at times. And, you know, and then he had to admit his fault, right? He says, you know, I, undoubtedly we should admit our fault even though she may insist on particulars, we're not going to continue to hurt somebody else, you know, or or make an amends that's going to continue to hurt someone or, you know, that person or someone else that may not totally be involved in that situation anymore. Um, But then he says here, you know, that we are sorry for what we have done. You know, that is the acknowledgement of the hurt. And God willing, we shall not repeat the behavior. That's making the commitment not to repeat the offending behavior. So if you're looking at this, these paragraphs and you're saying, well, this doesn't apply to me, you know, when you look closer at these principles, they do. They do because they're underlining principles that work for anyone, any, anywhere, at any time, with any situation. But, the, you know, you've got to look at the underlining principles that are there. And so that's what I see here in this paragraph, and with that I pass. May I have two more shares before we move on to the next paragraph? Anyone else would like to share on this paragraph?
11: Nessa R.
0: Nessa R. And one more person, please. Candy M. from
12: Charleston, South Carolina. I'm
0: sorry, what's your name? Candy M. Candy M. Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Thank you. Nessa, you're
13: up. Hi, good morning. My name is Nessa R. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, I like what was just um, shared because from this paragraph, um, we derive a lot of um, rules on how to make amends, um, regardless of what the situation is. It doesn't have to be, you know, a matter of relationship or or anything. Uh, It can be any, it can be, Um, it's a very 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 general directions Um, I want to focus on two things Uh, the first one is it says at the top of the paragraph we usually have to do something about it and do implies action Um, a simple apology is not action enough Um, and then it says at the bottom um, or near the bottom, we are sorry for what we have done, and God willing, it shall not be repeated. So this implies that we are going to have to change our behavior, and that's what amends means. Amends doesn't mean to apologize. It means to change. Um, you know, there there's other rules in here um, that tell me that the focus is on me and what I do. Um, and it, I always go back to this uh, paragraph in page 67 where it says, Uh, putting out of our minds the wrongs that others had done. We absolutely looked for our own mistakes. And then it says, though a situation had not been entirely our fault, we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely. Where were we to blame? And this is what the assumption of responsibility does. Um, I don't focus on what the other person did or how they – how they uh, contributed to the situation and if it was more their fault than my fault you know this is solely about me it's i need to admit my fault i need to amend my behavior you know their behavior their um, side of the street is their own business Um, it's their own accounting with their own creator not mine Um, i'm here to to do this because i need to recover and what's going to help me recover is not just saying some bland i'm sorry and then go do the same thing over and over again i mean i have i have a situation with one of my very dearest family members and i actually do this very thing you know i i lose my 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 cool with her and then I apologize, and I then I do it again, and I apologize, and I do it again, and I apologize, and so my credibility is non-existent. It is absolutely non-existent because I apologize, but I don't change my behavior, and so it's all, um, you know, useless and meaningless. I need to uh, focus on making sure that God willing and God is willing, it shall not be repeated. The ball is in my court, and with that, I pass.
6: Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Nessa R. Candy M. You're next.
1: Candy.
0: Hi, this is Candy. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. I'm South Carolina, compulsive
12: overeater. Um, I whatever Nessa just said, I could just say ditto too. Um, we are sorry for what we have done, and God willing, it shall not be repeated. More than that, we cannot do. We have no right to go further. I'm working on um, my ninth step amends with my ex-husband and went over it with one of my sponsors last night and realized that, you know, I cannot make that amends at this time because if I continue, if I make the amends and continue with my poor behavior to him, I'm going to have to keep making the amends and my integrity and any kind of respect he may have for me at this time is just going to go down the tubes because, I'm, I'm going against what I'm saying to him. So at this time, I have to amend my behavior without speaking to him about it. And once I've amended my behavior and can be sure that I'm not going to make the same mistakes over and over and over again to him, then I can make my full ninth step amends. But at this time, I have to, I have to hold back and continue to pray about it. It's, this is a spiritual process for me. So that's all I had to say. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Um, We're gonna move on with our reading on page 81, the last paragraph there, Design for Living is Not a One-Way Street. And we're gonna have Nancy H. begin our reading and she's gonna read through two paragraphs and focus the share on the two paragraphs.
6: Good morning, this is Nancy H., a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Our Design for Living is not a one-way street. Is as good for the wife as for the husband. If we can forget, so can she. It is better, however, that one does not needlessly name a person upon whom she can vent jealousy. Perhaps there are some cases where the utmost frankness is demanded. No outsider can appraise such an intimate situation. It may be that both will decide that the way of good sense and loving kindness is to let bygones be bygones. Each might pray about it, having the other one's happiness uppermost in mind. Keep it always in sight that we are dealing with that most terrible human emotion, jealousy. Good generalship may decide that the problem be attacked on the flank rather than the risk of face-to-face combat. Well, this is Nancy H., and um, I haven't had had any experience in this uh, delicate situation, But I'm gonna. I was preoccupied actually with my low self-image and stuffing myself with food so much that there was no time for that. Um, So I'm gonna attempt to express my uh, understanding of these paragraphs. Um, Here it says that we're told we 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 come to making amends uh, sometimes individually, partially, and sometimes completely, face to face, in a soft and loving manner rather than off off on a tangent of self-will. So I, I see that our main motive should be to clean up our past without making things worse and to, above all, act differently in the future. We need to be hard on ourselves and considerate of the effect our actions will have on another person. And after praying to my higher power and obtaining good generalship, which means guidance uh, from my, my sponsor and other recovered people, I... Um, was able to do this uh, in other areas of my life. Um, I have to be careful not to relieve my guilt in a selfish manner and ruin the other person's peace of mind so I can create jealousy or maybe even a third person involved. And I'm now living by the principles of the steps I've taken so far, which especially courage and integrity. I realized that doing the work was actually... uh, crucial to my maintenance of my recovery. And to prevent myself from going back to my former life and, uh, you know, getting back into the food, I had to be careful to use common sense and God power when taking action on any delicate matter. So good judgment and tact would be uppermost in my mind. Um, Keep in mind, you know, it says it previously that we have to be hard on ourselves and considerate of the other person when making our amends. So I'm cleaning up my past in a loving and and thoughtful way, and I'm embarking on a new way of life, having learned from my mistakes. And um, where it talks about the face-to-face combat, you know, sometimes it's not the best thing to do to to face the person and divulge the whole thing. You might want to divulge just part of it, you know, the part that's not going to, in a general way. I heard someone say they did it in a general way, and to be a little more... uh, uh, kind and loving rather than blunt and hurtful. So that's what I see with these two paragraphs. Um, and I think I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share and thank you do for your service.
0: Okay, thank you. And now we're going to open it up again for sharing. Um, who else would like to share on this paragraph?
1: Rachel W.
0: Rachel W. Anyone else?
14: Okay, Rachel, you're up. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> this <laughs> is Rachel W. <laughs> it's kind of like is everyone a week. Uh this is Rachel W, a recovered compulsive overeater calling from New York and um thank you do, for your service. Um you know, I I was uh I was born on a military base in Southern Illinois, so I like the analogy of the general and um and how you know just the idea of things needing to be solved on the plank and um and uh, you know for me coming in here um just um I said my timer wrong <laughs> okay just coming in here. Um, you know I realize like it doesn 't have to be you know the amends doesn 't have to take place in the full fledged battle you know i 'm thinking about why why is this section of the of step nine where we 've been hovering in this for such a long time you know why – Why is this, you know, so important? And here we touched on it here with the the phrase are designed for living, because this isn't only about going out there and rectifying the past. The real, the real work comes, you know, as we go along, as we commit to these amends, can we really do this? Can I really commit, you know, to be a different person? And so, Perhaps that's why step 10 comes along and says, you know, if we continue to harm anyone, because most likely, you know, living in sobriety is when the problems, you know, come up, you know, that we we know the right thing to do, but we're still falling back into the defects. And then I'm I need to go back and and make an amends in, in step 10. Um, Because, you know, to to take that inventory and make that amends to the other person because I committed to be different. And perhaps I'm not because you know what, as long as I have a pulse, I will have character defects, they're not going to be magically removed, unless I take these actions and unless I follow these directions and ask God for help. And This new design for living, you know, what am I doing here in in the program in recovery is using these steps every day, you know, not only to deal with my eating and my addiction, right? Not only to deal with that, but because I have to deal with sobriety every single day. And this is spoken about on page 553 in the story. that AA taught him to handle sobriety it says god willing we may never again have to deal with drinking but we have to deal with sobriety every single day and i read in my meditation book something i just want to share of how to deal how i deal with sobriety every day um it says i will view all new situations as occasions for a richer life i will value all people I come in contact with as teachers, giving lessons in survival, speaking volumes and smiles and postures, carrying whole histories in the creases of cupped hands. I will explore my world, the sight and sound of taste and smell and fabric of life, dazzling details I missed when I mope from the day to day in a safe and sterile routine. Today I shed fears and insecurity and sharpen my senses. I sense the freshness of the world and I undergo rejuvenation. I take off my blinders of habit and emotional constriction. I expand my vision. The more open I am, the freer I become, and the more honest I am, the more solid my recovery. The more aware I am, the richer my responses to life. Today, I trust and delight in my capacity for rejuvenation, and I shake off the fears and doubts that would bring me down. I will burst the confines of habit and stale routine and enter an an arena alive with variety and diversity. I will feel expansion and joy and rejuvenation I've got 14 seconds left on my timer, so I'm really glad I got to read that whole thing. <laughs> thank you, Drew, for your service, and thank you for allowing me to share. Okay, thank
0: you, Rachel. Love you. Um, who else would like to share on this paragraph? We have maybe
6: maybe two or three more people that can share. Okay, folks. Um I guess I'll double dip
0: on this one since there's <laughs> no share. Um, anyone else going once, going twice? Okay. All right, folks. So let me just um, put my timer here. Um, again, this is out, Recover Compulsive Old Reader. And there's so much here to um, look at, right? It says, our design for living is not one-way street. So when I practice the principles of this program with others, you know, it's a family affair. You know, this is not something that I came into program and I was gluttonously eating, and then all of a sudden I'm not affecting others around me you know, uh, so I used to think, you know, because I was so busy blaming everybody else that I couldn't look at my part in what I was doing as far as harm. Now, this is talking about sex conduct. This is talking about, you know, those relations when I have sex relations outside of of my confines of, you know, my my personal relations. And, you know, and it's saying, you know, when we are Making amends in these, in this respect we don 't want to cause more harm, and how do we cause more harm when when we go out there and make these amends well if i 'm divulging more information than i 'm supposed to and and the person that I might have had the extra affair with or you know that that outside enterprise that outside person that's not involved anymore, and I get them involved by disclosing it to my partner and saying, hey, you know what, um, I did this and these are the details. So they're saying don't do that because that's not a wise course to do because that person may vent their jealousy on that other person or go looking for them or trying to harm them in some kind of way. So they're saying when we are making amends, we want to make sure that we curtail our amends. With it doesn't mean that I don't get to make the amends. I want to make that clear. It does not mean that I don't get to make the amends. I just curtail the amends not to hurt someone else. So when it says, you know, that except when to do so will injure them or others, it's saying, yes, we're going to make an amends, but we're not going to continue to hurt the other person. It does not excuse us from going and making the amends. I know when I read this, I was like, great, I'm off the hook. I don't have to make the amends because I cheated on so many people, you know, that I don't have to take responsibility for this. No, that's not exactly what this is saying. You know, it's saying that we're going to use uh, tact and good sense and loving kindness, right, and we're going to also let bygones be bygones, you know. Um, if I am practicing that with my partner, then my partner We'll see that eventually, maybe not at that very moment, but eventually it will. And it says, if we pray about it, you know, if I bring prayer, if I bring God into the equation, then, you know, it makes good generalship. You know, um, what is the good generalship? Maybe I'm not going to attack it head on the problem, but I'm going to take it from a flank, from a different angle, right? And I'm going to look at it from the step instead of being confrontational. So this is what the steps are talking about, that we're not going to get into um, face-to-face combat, but we're going to address it from the side of God. We're going to let God invite us in, give us the direction, give us the, the things that we need in order to make these amends, and in that way, we can make the proper amends, not continue to hurt others, and continue to be in line with these steps. Um, okay, so I pass, and is there anyone else that would like to tackle this on
11: chris G chris sandy chris G, G. yeah, and I
0: heard someone else
11: sandy d
0: sandy D okay, let's go with those Chris G you're up,
15: good morning, everybody. Thank you for your service. This is Chris G in Connecticut, recovering a uh, compulsive overeater. And I am. I just want to share from a, a newcomer perspective, um, I've been listening to these calls for about a month now, and um, this step, I'm on step one, <laughs> so this step has been challenging for me to listen to, though I aspire to and agree with it, of course, um, it's bringing up All these memories and I'm thinking holy God I'm gonna be making amends forever and it's getting overwhelming and um, I'm sorry I'm walking up a hill (laughs) Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge one day at a time and that these steps are in order especially for any other newcomers listening that it's um, you know I keep hearing that we will be prepared for this and walking through the steps, and I'm grateful for that, and just practicing my, um, my peace of mind and my connection to God, and as I continue to listen to everyone sharing that, um, you know, one day at a time, I'm listening and I'm learning. Thanks, everybody, and I pass. Okay,
0: Thank you, Chris. Uh, we'll move on to Sandy D.
6: Hey, Do.
11: Thanks for your service. This is Sandy D. in New York. Um, I was thinking about this, about that these are directions. Like the book is a textbook. This is a direction for me on how to conduct myself with other people. I'm thinking of the part where the guy comes up from the hurricane cellar and says, "Ain't it grand? The wind stopped blowing." You know, so I have to, I have to use this as a direction to um, deal with all my relationships. Um, keeping the other person's happiness utmost in mind um, is something that will help me make better decisions it keeps me from being self-centered and god is the only one that can take me out of my self-centeredness as a character defect that needs to be removed uh, each time it shows up thank you very much i pass okay thank you very
0: much um uh, one minute. Anyone not, has a burning desire to share for one
9: minute? If not, one minute.
0: Suji, one minute.
9: Okay. I just want to uh, mention that intimacy is more than just sex. You can have an emotional affair. And I did have one. I was trying to. After I lost the weight and still didn't get the attention from my husband, I thought I, I did use one person, well, we used each other, but I built up my self esteem to that person. I had an appreciation for my body, um, which helped me not to put the weight back on, although I did put a little bit back on, but it helped me not to put it back on. Um, but there is unfaithfulness. And um, it's a delicate subject, but that I pass. Thank you.
0: Okay. That brings us to the close of our meeting. And thank you to everyone who has shared. Um, Thank you to Team Friday. And we're going to please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately followed by closing. Um, And we will now close the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And I'm going to be asking Sarah W. to read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
4: Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Love Reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. we shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you again and I will now ask everyone to press stop.